Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. In James chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, we're taught that you have to believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave on the sea, blown around and tossed by the wind. And that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because he's double-minded and unstable in all he does. Okay. Have you ever heard the saying, how you do anything is how you do everything? If we were to apply that here alongside, you know, kind of parallel to this scripture, then it makes sense that if you're double-minded and unstable in one thing, it means you're double-minded and unstable in everything. We either believe and don't doubt when God speaks, or we doubt and don't believe. But God is calling us to, to be sons and daughters who believe and who don't doubt when we ask him for wisdom and he gives it. We don't doubt that when we ask him for bread, like in Matthew 7, when we ask our dad for bread, we believe he's not going to give us a snake or a stone. We believe that he's a good dad. And when we have wisdom from God about what we're doing as a coach, about what our calling as an entrepreneur is supposed to look like, how to build our business, how to uh, lead our clients to great results, and we ask for him to give us things like ideas and creativity and opportunity and favor, We're called to believe that, yes, he will answer us, first of all, and two, he's going to give us everything we need. Then we can stand on that and move forward in faith. But how many times have you started to do something that you thought you were supposed to do, but then you got doubtful that it was the right thing to do or the best thing to do or the thing that you wanted to do, and so you dropped it to go chase a sparkly new thing that looked like you should do it? And if you were to look back at that, you can see that you were being double-minded. You were a wave tossed around by the wind. It means that you didn't make a committed decision to that one thing that you left behind. But when, when God gives you wisdom and he gives you what you ask for, and you know like from God what you're supposed to do, then making a committed decision to that thing is so much more possible and accessible and enjoyable. You know that you know because you have a revelation from him. And sparkly new things, honestly, they're so pretty, but they're like the diamond rings at Costco. <laughs> That's how I see it. Have you have you literally ever walked by the jewelry case at Costco under first of all there's those bright warehouse lights, but then there's also a bunch of lights you can't see inside of the cases making everything like the stars in the sky. (laughs) It literally drags me in almost every time. I have to deny myself. I'm not going to go look at the sparkle. But I want to go over there. 
my my flesh is like, I want to go stare at the sparkle and the bling. I'm not even really a very blingy person myself. It's just so darn pretty. And that kind of thing can make you want something besides the ring that you already have on your finger because of the way it's displayed so that it sparkles in the case more than it will ever sparkle on your finger. Not even because it has greater meaning or value. Once you have that ring on your finger, it's gonna get shampoo and conditioner and lotion and dirt and all kinds of crazy on it. And you already, you now are responsible for cleaning it to get it sparkly again. But your hand's never going to be in that case under all those points of light so that the ring sparkles as much as it did before you bought it. Your hand is actually gonna take that ring into real life scenarios like baby throw up and mud and muck (laughs) that's the sparkle actually stops meaning so much and the truth is that the sparkle usually sparkles more to you and your eye when you don't actually have it in your possession because you can't see it up close and you have no responsibility for it lack of ownership and lack of responsibility actually feed the soul's desire to obtain something until your soul actually owns it and now has to be completely responsible for its care. So let's talk about the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, The grass is not always greener on this side. And if you, on the other side, and if you actually do see really green grass way over there, then what you're seeing is grass that has an owner who, and a caretaker who's been giving the grass focus, intention, and commitment. That grass has an owner who cares, who stays put throughout the seasons and waters it and does the work of rooting up the weeds and actually gets out there and mows it properly, right? That's, that's what green grass looks like. And in some cases, you're simply looking at like some professional landscaper's yard and by the way, you, you might not ever be a professional landscaper. You got other things to do, but you see their, their, their yard and you're like, ooh, it's such a nice green. <laughs> but things, they, life gets hard and clunky and overwhelming. And honestly, sometimes things are just too mundane, right? And yet there are things that must be done to reach the goal. So even when the tasks at hand are hard, clunky, overwhelming, and mundane, you, there has to be something that's driving you that keeps you on track, that keeps the right ring on your finger instead of the new sparkly thing. It keeps your eye focused so that the bling and the sparkle and the really green lush grass, it doesn't move you. It doesn't pull you off of the path you're supposed to be on. So think of mountain climbers. I have a lot of analogies here. They repeat all the way through their climb everything that they're doing, the way that they eat, the way they set up uh, camp, the way they pack up. Every function is repetitive and difficult. And they're doing things that are extremely hard and they overcome extreme resistance and extreme obstacles all so that they can literally reach the top of the mountain and turn around to go down, doing all of the same things again. Come on, (laughs) like what is the key to the success of a mountain climber? 
I'm about to tell you. They look up and see the summit, which is the place they're headed towards. Their eyes are lifted up, looking at where they're going. If they never look up and remind themselves of where they're going and why they're going there and see the absolute majesty of it that is drawing them to press on, why wouldn't they just turn around and say, forget it? You know that mountain climbers have something a lot of people don't have. They have a why. There's this deep, strong motivation that got them to become a mountain climber in the first place. And they want to reach that summit for one reason or another. It's personal. It's deep inside of them. And without it, they would give up the climb. That's what you have to get. Why are you a coach? Why are you starting a business? Why are you pressing on in this calling? Why do you want to serve the people the way that you're called to? And why are you willing to do this instead of something else that could be maybe fun, maybe easier, maybe working for somebody else? Why are you sacrificing what you could have over there for this thing right here in front of you? Is it because of the people group you serve and how you want, you're just passionate to see their lives changed? Were you once one of those people and you're really passionate about helping other people not do it do life the hard way or not taking so long to figure out how to get the results they want? Or is it because you just can't imagine going back to the work that you used to do because it was so unfulfilling? Maybe it's because you lost your job and you simply must make this business work because it's your livelihood. What is it? What is your why? Why are you a coach? If you put that why into the horizon and make that the summit you keep your eyes on, it's going to help your brain help you do things you never thought were possible. If you keep looking up and seeing what you're headed towards, and that's going to help your your brain and your body and your soul keep going when there's not enough oxygen and your body just wants to lay down and like wait for a rescue helicopter to come get you. Keeping your eyes on your why is going to help you to actually make the difference in this great and terrible world as a coach because you know why you're doing it. And it that means it's not just I'm a coach because I can or my why is because because I am a coach because that's what I chose. You need a deeper why. So why Do you know why you're a coach, why you are starting or running this business? And if it's just to make money, that might not be enough to help you overcome all the hard things, all the hard times. But if it's attached to actual meaning and purpose, it's going to help drive you forward and propel you. And your why is part of your mission statement. I personally recommend that you cultivate a why statement for your coaching practice, your coaching business, and your coaching clients. So for an example, if you're a health coach, it could be really simple like this. Your coaching practice why statement could be something like, I know I'm called to coach and I have experience in becoming healthier myself after having been sick. And I know God's gifted me to help lead others into greater health. And your coaching business why statement 
could be something like building a business is important so that I can reach more people with my vision for healthier bodies that can positively impact healthier families. And maybe your coaching client why statement. This is focused on the clients, not your practice and how you show up as a coach, not your business and how you run your how you run things as an entrepreneur, but what you actually want, why you want these clients' lives to be changed. So that could be like, my clients deserve to have long lives full of energy and joy, and I believe it's possible for them to attain that and sustain it. Okay, those are all just some examples of why statements. So why don't you stop and take a moment and start crafting your own why statements. Sometimes I think that can take a little little bit of time to fully develop. So I would say just do a big brain dump and lay out all of the reasons for your motivation behind these three things, your practice, your business, and your client work, okay? But go to God and ask him for wisdom. Ask him to show you your why and his why and how those two things align and converge. He's going to tell you. And when he does, you'll have access to something that you can firmly believe in, commit to, and decide on. So I I recommend the book Find Your Why by Simon Sinek for more about this. He's just really great at giving you a process for finding your why. Um, Goes a little bit deeper than what I'm giving you right now in a podcast episode, but the link will be in that, um, in the show notes for that. So You ultimately are a mountain climber. You just might not know it yet, but there is a mountain that you're called to climb and you are capable of figuring out how to climb it. You're capable of being equipped and you're capable of taking action and getting moving up the mountain. Your calling is here and you're chosen for such a time as this. It's the love of Father God and his banner over your life is love And he's built into you a passion and a purpose and a strong sense of why. I promise it's all in there somewhere. (laughs) You can find it. You just need the language. You need to intentionally put the pencil to the paper. You, You need to put on a backpack and go find a Sherpa and get a lot of water, buy a few cans of Spam and start climbing, okay? Job said that, he said, I know He's talking to God. I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. If Job can believe that, you can believe it. So press on, friend. This thing, this calling as a coach is possible. You are here for such a time as this because the people in the world who are called to hear your voice, who need what you carry, they're waiting to hear you. And there's, they are imagining that them having fulfilled lives that you've helped bring transformation to, you've helped them walk their journey and climb their mountain, that's your summit. You have to look forward and go, what is different about my clients' lives and how is the world around them impacted in a positive way because I was able to help them achieve something I was able to help them get transformation. I was able to help lead them to truth. That is your summit. And when you capture God's why, the the why in his heart, 
and you align it and with the, the why in your heart, you're going to be unstoppable. You're going to be such an amazing guide to other people. And you're going to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. So, all right. Bless you, friends. Until next time. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.